All right, we're, we're recording at the moment, probably not going to be live. Uh, tell me what you had for breakfast this morning, Caleb. Uh, I had a fried egg, uh, turkey sausage, sliced strawberries, and half of a blueberry muffin. And very well wow. balanced. My wife takes care of me. Wow. Yeah. And Brad, I didn't even have to ask for it. It wow. was just it was just sitting on the counter. Hmm. And Brad, what did you have for breakfast? I had a heaping spoonful of lovin and mm. one slice of bacon and coffee. What you think, Caleb? How, how does that sound for lovin'? Yeah, uh, everybody sounds great to me. Yeah. All good on your mm-hmm. end? It sounds good to me. Okay. Shall we roll? Let's fucking do it. Hello, everyone. Brad's giving hand gestures here. What does he need? Glass. I was going to pour some water. That's your glass, dickhead. 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 And he's not talking to me. No, I'm not. I'm talking to Caleb Will. Caleb Will, special guest on Shiftless. DJ Caleb. Salutations and greetings to all. Hope. Hopefully, folks remember Caleb joining us for the uh, Riders Report from 2023 Unbound Gravel. Indeed. Man, speaking of gravel, mm, mm, mm. I'm so glad Caleb coerced me to go do this event this past weekend. By coerced, I mean he told me, hey, you have to go do this event because he went and did it last year. And as soon as he got back, I think I saw him the next day. And he's like, uh, I don't care what you're doing next year. You're going to Terlingua and we're going to do this route that Kevin's putting on because it's spectacular. And it was as promised, if not better. I don't know what I expected, but it was way better than anything I could have anticipated. It was, we, I mean, obviously we talked about it the whole way home. But, I mean, I woke up this morning still thinking about the highlights and like I told them, I mean, even the parts that sucked were amazing. <laughs> like <laughs> the parts where you're pushing and you're like, ah, it was still just amazing. It's crazy to think that it's still in Texas. Yeah. That's, and there's so many of us that live here. Yeah. That just don't get to see that. And there's my description of it to you, obviously. Yeah. Still didn't do justice. No. And I sent my mom a bunch of pictures and my mom was like, that's in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's another planet down yeah there. yeah it's so much like mexico it's strangely similar <laughs> to mexico it's almost as if they share the same geography it's like, but there's no sepia uh filter yeah, yeah. not as much contrast on this side <laughs> carrot did say it looked looked different when he got across the border and looked back though yes oh, oh i'm sure i'm sure it did I'm sure that made a huge difference. So, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's smack dab in the middle of the Chihuahuan Desert, which does extend down into Mexico proper and extends up into New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, for those that may not be aware of which event they're referring to, we did our second edition of Spinistry Palooza out of, we, we loosely use the term Big Ben, Texas. Yeah. It's kind of just a general designation. I know it throws some folks off because they're expecting it to be in the middle of the National Park 
or the state park, but but we've opted to utilize private land and private roads for it. I think that gives us a little more flexibility. It, I think it, it looks like it'd be a little more difficult being in the park. Going, this is my second time to go into the park, and um, we still went in, kind of yeah. no, noodled around. But you, we couldn't do Spinner Street Palooza in the park because there's not a lot of looping yeah. gravel roads. Yeah, right. There's gravel roads that stretch from one end of pavement to another. Yeah, and you really wouldn't get that great experience in the park. The park's something completely different. It's yeah. go hiking, go see some things. Yeah, but I don't think you could do what we did. Speaking of which, I'm not a hiker, but looking back, I really enjoyed our hikes. Um, yeah. we, we did that Lost Mine hike on Thursday, and it, that was type two fun for me, mm-hmm. honestly, which hiking, I've never, I mean, I did not enjoy it when we were walking up there. Plus, I was I did. cold, stoved up from being in the truck and all that. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't do a lot of hiking. Yeah. But the vistas and just the views were well worth it. And also, the camaraderie, obviously, but... And then the little hike we did when we went went down to Santa Elena Canyon was amazing too. Mm-hmm. And I, you know the thing is, you know, you say the pictures don't do it justice, but taking the pictures, looking back on the pictures, it's it it does it justice for me. You know, oh, it's, it's a great it's a great reminder yeah. prompt, but it doesn't do justice for anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. That's curious about it, or you try to go look how yeah cool this really is, and they well that's pretty cool, but it's not. That cool. Mm -hmm. Pictures and video just never do it justice. Not enough bananas to scale. (laughs) Exactly. And how cool was it? I I was telling you guys when we were going up into the Chizos Basin, Mm -hmm. it's almost a completely different ecosystem inside. Yeah. Yeah. It It is a completely different. It's it's almost like a a biosphere, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's water in there. It's an island in the desert. Yeah, it's crazy. And there was snow on the ground when we went up on Lost Mine yeah. Trail. There, there really still, there was, was still snow. snow. Yeah, in the shadows, yeah. There was yeah, on the trail there was snow, yeah. Yeah, legit. But was that left over from a week ago, or did they have... They must have had it a week ago, because yeah. remember we were talking, we went to um, one of the visitor centers, and on the steps there was rock salt. So, And that was recent, so it must have been within the last week or so. Well, that's, that's so funny, because I think I told y'all that first that first night when I went outside, it felt like it was a it was an icy fog, out, but the mm-hmm. skies were crystal clear, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it felt like there was ice in the air. Oh, really, there was, there was uh, ice on our saddles when we woke oh, up yeah. there, morning. Friday morning. Friday morning. Yeah, Friday there, morning. Was defi- there was definitely ice on, yeah. on the trucks and the trailer and everything that got left out. That's the other thing that... that we can't not talk about is how perfect the weather was and how blessed we were to get whatever precipitation they got days leading up to leading it. up to it because the dust was tamped down the temperatures so saturday was the warmest day you know we had a cold start on friday when we rolled out i think i started with a jacket and stuff and uh and even warm gloves and then shedded those promptly but um on saturday we rolled out and it was chilly but then Sunday we had the overcast and it kept feeling like the clouds were going to burn off and they never quite never, did. They never did. But they did at night. Yeah. Like when I got yeah, back the, in my tent. The, the stars popped out. Oh, I got back in my tent and I did not have my rain fly on. And I could just, I was just laying there looking at the Milky Way and all the stars. And I was just like, this is what sleeping in the desert is about. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. But that course was everything. I mean, and you talked about uh, the geography or the, the, the everything changing on the, the piece that we went on. I saw these cactus that we didn't see on the rest of the course. Mm-hmm. 
they were they looked like barrel cactus, mm-hmm. but they were made of a bunch of other cactus, little cactus. But it was literally like you could have put a form around it. It was interesting. I kind of had my own little personal uh, uh, bingo card mm-hmm. of things that I saw last year. Yeah, that I wanted to see again, and so every time I would see the thing, yeah, I kind of check it off, and I, I saw those. Yeah, they look like basketballs. Yeah. with spines on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the purple cactus. We finally yes, saw that. I kept, yes. I kept, <laughs> I yeah. kept going on, and I was like, "You got to see this cactus. It's like the color of eggplant." And yeah. sure enough, it was yeah. glowing purple. Yeah, yeah. I was telling them on the way up, or maybe it was on Friday when we were, or maybe it was even Thursday when we were doing the Lost Mine hike. I was like, "We should, we should tell uh, Kevin he needs to have bingo cards next year, yeah. like of like wild donkey, mm-hmm. uh, fix a flat, mm-hmm. you know, or." whatever yeah. you know forgot your whatever or you know a school bus house a school bus house yeah <laughs> well that gets checked off really <laughs> yeah, quick yeah, down yeah. there yeah it, it, it was amazing I, I i it's been 30 years since i've been down there i mean obviously not much has changed sure but i also didn't remember that area at all i went down there years ago for was it masa manos the race they used to run down there I mean, there was... But they called it... The, is Terlingua and Lajitas the same thing? They're, or they're I, neighbors. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like H-E-B. Yeah. Because Studi Butte, Terlingua, Lajitas are kind of like H-E-B. Okay. Because I think it was in Lajitas that they did this race. But like I said, it was... It had to be 90... I mean, the mountain bike festival used to be out of Lajitas. 94? Yeah, that's before my time. Yeah. I mean, I think it was 94 the last time and then I went. The, what, there was the one they used to do out of El Paso that went over to Mexico. That was... Uh, no, I did Chupacabra that started in Juarez. Was Okay. Yeah. Um, that was before my time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't find the Chihuahuan Desert and Big Bend area until 2020. Yeah. It's something I'd always wanted to do, and it was always on my personal big bingo card. Yeah. But it was, it's always been one of those things when it's like, well, we've got a weekend available to do it. I love New Mexico and Colorado, too. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was always, well, I know New Mexico. I know Colorado. And I know there's this I want to see there. It's, a, you know, it's, an, it's, more, it's two hours more driving, but it's in my existing comfort zone yeah. and stuff I already know I want to do. Yeah. And I always wanted to do Big Bend. and I can't wait to go back. Uh, it's I, oh, I cannot wait to go back. I I'm told, addicted to it now. I told Paula, I said, I, I want to take you down there. I said, you would fall in love with the desert. And she just had this, like, astounded, like, look. Like, there's no way in hell. And right. I'm like, no, no, I promise you, you would love it. It was it's just a different lifestyle, too. You my, know, the, My, my the wife's been very different. similar when we've been talking about it for the past few years. And she finally kind of like maybe there is something to it and she tagged along and it's very romantic in a in a, a, a some kind of way i can't <laughs> i can't put it into words very well but in a john ford sort of way <laughs> well like i was telling these guys um you know it's it's completely different but the feeling that i got from it was very similar to the flint hills of kansas where there's nothing there yet it's astoundingly beautiful mm-hmm. You know, in Kansas, it's just rolling hills and grass and not many trees. And there's not as much to look at, but there's just something beautiful about uh, the landscape is is not tampered with. You know, there's not hardly any telephone poles. There's hardly any fences. It's just nothing. 
and it's beautiful. It's like ripping the the cover off of a book, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no trees to cover the landscape. There's yeah. no houses covering the landscape. There's no massive pieces of concrete. Yeah, you you. It's almost like a if you were just to scalp our landscape, yeah. you could see it for what it is. It's like a master reset. Yeah. And to <laughs> see like the rock formations and the erosion coming, yeah, you know, off of those, and the way that they. I think uh, you're turning my mic up. Yep, we're good. Um, I feel like I'm really loud now. You've been begging for more, I'm more Brad, I'm more Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Paula knows how to make me happy. I had a different mindset going into it for the second time. The yeah. first time was that that anxious discovery of what it is, and then the second time it was it was I'm back at a place that I've been to, and I know I can survive and enjoy. And there was I didn't have a single damn care. Yeah, I didn't I would, care about anything. I was not worried. I had no concerns. Yeah, I, I had flat issues all pretty much all day on I Sunday. Felt, but I thought I, I'm gonna make it back. I'm I felt safe the whole time. Yeah, and you are way out there. Like yeah. you go, you can go two hours without seeing yeah. a single yeah. man-made structure, and well, that, then and then you see that's two that's two hours rolling if everything's yeah. working. If you're uh, yeah. walking, that turns into four. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Easy, yeah. Yeah. easy. You, we we saw mud huts, mm-hmm. and we saw. Probably a sixty thousand dollar tiny home. Yeah, self sustaining yeah. tiny home. Yeah, out there. that was the nicest place I saw the whole time we were there. Yeah, I mean, and I was like, these people are living high on the I hog, know. you know. And if you want to disappear, oh, that's that's where you go. That's, that's true off grid there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, I I think would be remiss if if we didn't. I need more understanding of why there's fiber optic cable everywhere i was trying to explain this to paula and i didn't have enough information to even make it make sense but for the record there's literally nothing anywhere but about every mile there's a fiber optic stub up next to the road probably more like every half mile frankly yeah yeah that came after 9-11 right it was the the infrastructure bill that was passed yeah i mean i mean i don't know the specifics the details but part of the patriot act brewster county Mm -hmm qualified for patriot act grant money that could be applied to i mean it's where because they're close to the border or what is that what why brewster county uh, well basically okay most municipalities and county governments receive patriot act funding Mm -hmm. so that's where a lot of the swat teams bought their humvees and Mm. their AK, not AK-47s. I didn't AR- see any Humvees in Terlingua. That's, well, that's my point. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Bre- Brewster <laughs> County, I bet, I bet they got some nice police vehicles out of it. I didn't see a single police officer the whole time we were there. Except for that motorcycle wreck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Assault true. Three. That and is a, true. And, a, um, and an amber lamps. Amber lamps. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know the specifics of it, but my understanding is their Patriot Act money was applied towards helping the telecom infrastructure it, that, that that seems there had to be some shadiness that going on there because nobody legitimately thought we need to run fiber over hundreds of miles I, I mean some of the justification may have had something to do with immigration concerns it's quite possible mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it's just so they could set well, up a camera on the border well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe part of the Patriot Act funding for something like that was lucky. L- l- lucky is like, always part of the podcast. This is my show. Yeah. It's my turn to talk. <laughs> Speaking thump, of idiots, thump. so I found a I 
found the meeting minutes from Brewster County Thanks, Commissioner's Jamie. Court. Yeah. You're welcome, Jamie Caleb. August 25th, 2010 is when, and this talks, this is a big document. So okay. somewhere in this 15-page document will explain. Well, you, I, I tend, go ahead. I tend to believe that, that somebody stood to benefit from all that cable that uh, op- fiber there's optic all, getting well, run. There's always people that benefit from yeah. government pork. That's the whole yeah. nature of it. Yeah. Because um, it just it's so fucking out of place. So now, uh, along the lines of Brewster County having large documents. So, like I said, probably ninety eight percent of that route that y'all did was on the Terlingua Ranch private roads. I think the only county road we were on was Aquafria Road for a little bit, and then whatever time you spent on 118, the highway. Yeah. What about Dosey Doe? That was a private road, too? Yeah, all of that was private road. Okay. So what's funny is if you bring up the Brewster County – I think Brewster County is the largest geographic county in Texas. That's what Caleb was breaking me off. Yeah. He said it's bigger than Rhode Island. I I can't speak to those specifics, but it's a big – Am I making that up, or did you say that? Uh, I believe – Someone else, someone else said that, but I agree okay. with it. It's a big damn county. I know it's, that. It's huge. So, to you can bring up the official county maps, mm-hmm. and what it generates is like a six hundred page PDF book hmm. that you're supposed to then just spread. <laughs> but the funny part about it is, it doesn't show any of the Terlingua Ranch roads. It only shows the county roads. So you've got this 600-page PDF for county roads that has like six roads on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, that begs the question: who who maintains all those roads? Because I was there was a, a varying degree of roads. You know, and, and mm-hmm. some of them were barely roads, mm-hmm. but even those were super smooth. Even the ones that were barely defined were very smooth. Now there were some very that, rugged sections as well. Re- that's relative, but yeah, yeah, I hear you. But I mean, a lot of it, and even um, Paula and I have this goofy thing. Like when I get home and get settled, and we we pour a cocktail, and and I air airplay all my pictures and my friends' pictures to the TV and just kind of do an old-school slideshow. Mm-hmm. And I just say, look at this, check this out, this was, you know. And just, I was noticing how, the now, obviously, we didn't take pictures on the rugged roads because we're busy riding Handling them. the bike. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the majority of the pictures, you know, I couldn't help but notice, we rode a lot of smooth roads, you know. Um or maybe, like I said, my thoughts are skewed because all the pictures are smoother roads, you know, in the videos. Yeah, I, I think I think you're underestimating the amount of chunk you did go over. But I will yeah. say that is uh, the most for across the board. That was the most well maintained. The whole route has been yeah. that that I've ever. Well, and that's what I meant there. for for private roads. I would have thought, I would have anticipated. That it was just going to be a shit storm from the get go. Now we did ride through a lot of sand and, you know, some some stuff that was slow going, and you know we rode through a lot of creek beds that were roads, and you know you can imagine when they get flash floods sure. that there's it's impossible. But there there there's a couple of pieces that come into play on it. Um, mm-hmm. One is it's the desert. 
Yeah. So when something is graded, repaired, yeah, handled, yeah, that can last for years. Now I do want to back up and say I I, I do remember now that I'm thinking about it. We rode a bunch across a bunch of wash bars, you know, where where because there was basically a berm along the side of the road yep. everywhere. But then there would be kips in it, so the water be, could run off. Yeah, and so the, there was a bunch of places where the water had ran across the road, and it kind of made like a tiny little ditch, and it was just enough to piss your taint off every time <laughs> you hit one. Um, I do recall all of those. Um, so I guess maybe I'm I'm fantasizing a little bit i mean they 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 were in exceptionally good shape for as remote as we were and i mean even even though we went had the route go through some of the more populated air quotes Mm -hmm. areas down there yeah uh, i mean obviously we were i make a point to go through the least populated areas i can when it's practical too i love that and those roads were definitely in better shape my my theory is that uh roads that we'd been on before that may not have been as well maintained it's just the the local association grader just hadn't been to those roads it might yeah. make the circuit once every three years sort yeah. of thing yeah I, on the on the less used roads yeah the, the more populated roads get if somebody lives on a road and a storm comes through and washes it out yeah. they're going to call the it's po P-O-A-T-R-Y. Property Owners Association of Terralingua Ranch Incorporated. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if you're an owner out there, uh, it's like $180 a year are your association fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that pays for the private grader, basically. Yeah. Uh, And I believe one of the issues among some of the owners now, I mean, I think it's been the same fee forever, quite frankly. Uh, but also, it's the same fee whether you have a five-acre plot or a 5,000-acre plot, mm. I, I think, is one of the issues out there. Some of the owners are like, well, you know, this this huge segment has eight roads all around it and through it. They yeah. they should pay more. Right. Things, and I, sh- right. I shouldn't pay as much because I've only got a 300-foot section of road that goes by my place. Yeah, I but see, how, but I how see do both you sides. get to your place? I, I see both sides yeah. of it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not siding with one or the other. No, we don't need to get into the politics God, of no. a place we don't even live in. There's, but a, I did, there's I did 1,100 see. miles of dirt road in the association. That's insanity. And, the, and Brewster County only maintains 400 miles. Oh, wow. So there's a big debate going on on how their money is being used. And how they're being taxed when the county is only... It's like, it sounds like a dog chasing its tail. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to pay more because you guys aren't doing yeah. what you're supposed to do. But the county's saying, well, we can't do what we're supposed to do because you guys only pay us whatever You know what? F, F politics. Is. It was gorgeous. Yeah. The, the route was amazing. I, yeah. I loved every minute of it. Um, we talked about on the way home how killer of a single-day race that would be. Mm-hmm. Like, to to bring some guns down there and see what kind of time they could put on a, I mean, like Caleb started the statement going, it'd be kind of interesting because it's only 105 miles. <laughs> and then we started just talking about, you know, like if we, if you ran the identical course that you ran and, you know, bad rabbit cafe would be your only resupply that store, right. you know, that, right. that area. Right. And then maybe, a you know, we did a water stop at mile 28 on the day first one. day, yeah. Yep. And then 
I think the second day was 16. It was 16 you know? to get it ahead of the Mesa, but yeah, yeah, if yeah. we did a, a loop race like that, we would, yeah. I would actually do it post Mesa. Do it on the other side of the Mesa. Yeah. So that so that would have made it uh, like 20, 25 miles. And Which is perfect. With the Mesa up and down in, yeah. in, in between. That would be sick. That route and the desolate nature mm-hmm. positions itself to be a very unique race if it were ever made that would that would destroy I mean, it, some it, people's it's feelings it's completely it's very unique yeah it's not crazy miles no but, but that's not necessarily no. that's part of the factor yeah. of the challenge yeah it was it was a lot of fun i wish i was in way better shape but it was i feel like i'm in better shape now after riding it <laughs> you should yeah. yeah you should and i mean i i, I think it's I think we're separating from a, a one-run race. We're, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was just a thought exploration. exploration. Well, we were just talking well, about kicking it around. We've Well, it had been. Actually, that was yeah. the plan originally. Okay. And then... Not that I would enter, They, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> and uh, we, we were wanting to do that, and then uh, that Red Bull race got put together on the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, originally got put together. That's right. And then it got delayed and i'm not sure whatever came of i know they ended up having it wait i don't know i don't know anything about that T- tell me w- what was the format where was it was it the same it's in same chico? area no not chico it's that, um, it's that ranch west of there it's a, a luxury resort it's where that was it scalia the chief just or the not the supreme court justice that died at the hotel um, it wasn't scalia but it was i don't know anything yeah. about any of this remember, i don't read the news. you know what i'm referring yeah, 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 to yeah, yeah. right but it was. It you was, remember seeing footage of this because there was a DJ. So part of the race goes on a uh, airplane runway. Remember that? I I, I never there's saw a DJ any, in the middle of it. It was, but I heard it was kind of a train wreck too. They said so stuff. Stuff went sideways. So yeah. it, was a, it was a gravel grinder though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Red Bull did any kind of gravel events. It was. Or was it? It was. At, I believe it was at the prompting of a uh, renowned Red Bull sponsored gravel racer in Texas. Who is no longer professionally racing. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah, he had a part to do in that. Hmm. Well, well, I want to go back to the, the racing portion of it, yeah, e- yeah, even yeah, if yeah. it doesn't ever become a race, which is sure. totally fine. The, hey, the next person that gets through this segment and gets there the fastest, mm-hmm. gets that, the name of the that, thing. Yeah. Man, that got me tingling. It was cool. That was so much fun. That, Surprise! Uh, I so, love that Caleb that 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 he said that after our bellies are full though. I know, like we just ate I, all the cookies I just and pounded the- a coke. <laughs> I have all the bubbles in my guts, and he goes, he "Hey, like, go race this next two mile section as fast as you can, and if you win, you get to name it. Yeah, <laughs> the, name the segment on Strava. Uh, that curveball was like that. Did we figure out was, was it you or Cameron? Well, okay, I know you. He, I finished about five or six seconds in front of him but yeah. he didn't start until 20 to 25 seconds after how I did. do you know that because he told me no i haven't gone and looked but like no. it would be very I, I, cameron's not a fudger no no no, no 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 i think he beat me by i crossed the finish line first but i think he probably yeah. beat me time wise by probably 15 seconds yeah. that's the other cool thing is um you know we've talked about this before but events like that kind of weed out the people that you don't want there Mm-hmm. Because yep. people that are questioning themselves, or you know, whatever. Or if it's, are you going to have sliced bananas every yeah. eight miles? Nope. I was mad there were no orange slices, but 
I was hoping there was going to be some orange slices just for that retro. I understand. I understand. But, um, but it was it was cool because what we had twelve people. Everybody was cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like super con- congratulatory, uh, helping on the trail. You know, whatever. You know, greeting you. There was great camaraderie around the campfire. I mean, we we sat and we had beers and conversed at the Bad Rabbit Cafe before dinner Saturday night. I mean, it was... Oh, Caleb, what about that dinner Saturday night? <laughs> you mother scratcher. <laughs> I don't eat beef. Oh, uh, you, that's right. You didn't. I'm I sorry. Didn't, I, I didn't forgot partake about in the, the beef cheeks. That's okay. I wasn't throwing you under the bus there. No, it's fine. But, I am um, the, uh, I'm the weird one. Did you, totally did you have the grits and salsa at least? No. No, I, oh, I, I, I had, oh, had oh, cafe oh, food. Oh, what is a grit? I uh, think a grit. It's ground up white beans. All right, Chef Brad. Yes, sir. Chef Brad, please inform the audience what what was what was our dinner Saturday night. Uh, hey, say it in a way as if I came and sat down at the table and you're telling me what the special is. Yeah, give, give me that. Like a fam night. Okay, so tonight we have uh, braised beef cheeks that were treated with ancho chilies and guajillo chilies, uh, deglazed with a Spanish red wine, um, and. Featuring all the standard aromatics, onion, shallot, garlic, uh, carrots, celery. Um, all that was hard sautéed and cast iron. Tomato paste incorporated, browned off. Uh, deglazed with the Spanish red wine. Uh, beef broth on top of that. Um, thyme. Bay leaves. Uh, S&P. Ovs. And uh, cooked 300 degrees for about four hours until it was just fall apart. And I took that and cooled it, vacuum sealed it, and transported it. So we sous vided it to bring it back up. Nothing's going to ruin that dish at that point. Um, and then I did uh, grits. Um, I did a mixture of purple heirloom grits and regular uh, white hominy grits. Um, half chicken stock, half water, just to give them a little bit more savoriness, but not too rich because the beef was going to be rich anyways uh and then uh, a nice butter and we did i did a homemade salsa um just i know it sounds weird those three things together but something about the acid and the sweetness because i make that salsa with roasted tomatillas and tomatoes um obviously jalapenos onions uh garlic and um just a little bit of citrus um, I, I usually do, uh, clementines or, you know, whatever citrus I have hanging out. Um, and then just salt. I mean, it's a, but it's a beautiful salsa. It's such a simple thing, but everybody always goes crazy over it. It was, it was a fantastic yeah. salsa and it got used the rest of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single meal. Yeah, I brought two quarts of salsa and, and not a drop there of it. There wasn't a bit of it. was left over. <laughs> the, the number one response I saw by people when you told them what we were eating or Kevin told them what they were eating was, was beef. Like when you said beef cheeks, like there was a, you could uh, see some gears grinding. Yeah. Explain, explain the properties around that muscle, how big it is. So beef cheeks are literally like the jowls of uh, a cow. Um, so it's, it's got a lot of connective tissue because you think about, you know, cows are constantly chewing a cud and um it it cooks very similar to a short rib uh it's got all that connective tissue but it's got a lot of great collagen in there 
So if you cook it nice and slow, you do the braise, uh, all that stuff breaks down and you get that just beautiful lip coating, collagen, protein, deliciousness. And like I was telling those guys when we were sitting around eating it, I back to the romantic kind of thing. In my mind, I was like, this is the perfect desert dish. You know, especially after a hard ride, you want something that's going to fill you up. You want something that's unctuous and not only that, but those grits and all that, it just drops a bomb in your stomach and you're already tired. It's going to put you to bed. You know, it was a, I think, I think it was a good combo, you know, all the way around. No doubt. And, and I don't think any of it went to waste. <laughs> the, I think there was a half a spoon of grits left. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was awesome. I was, I was very glad that everybody enjoyed it because I was a little nervous, you know, like, well, these guys are going to think about beef cheeks. But then I was like, well, that's what's for dinner. So once they try it, they'll be in. Well, and uh, I, and Caleb, I'm not picking on you. Sure. But I, I you can. I, I am going to refer to last year. Yeah. Um, w- originally, we had a longer route laid out for the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of weather come through there. The, mm-hmm. There's some really remote stuff that's fantastic that I still want to get people out to. We saw some of it. <laughs> but it's it truly is – you'd think you might have been in the middle of nowhere on some of this ride. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. other stuff's even further out. Oh, oh and I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so it's one of those things that without eyes on the route and so forth, we shortened it up last year just for safety's sake. And I think we were what we were planning for 125 or 130, and it turned into 100 miles. And Caleb's like, I need more miles, I need more miles, I need more miles. It was and a lot hotter last year, though, right? That's what Caleb was telling me. The 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 cold was a little colder, and the heat was a little heater. Yeah, <laughs> this was the. Yeah. I mean, it got the peak of the peak heat on Saturday and Sunday was maybe an hour or two, and it wasn't last year. It was three or four hours in the day you, it was you were much hotter we were yeah. we were cooking they, out there. They, it was they significantly were, they hotter. were toasted last yeah. year yeah. but even i mean day one last year wasn't as hot mm-hmm. and at the end of that day one and i mean finished about the same time last year if i remember right day one ish was around the same time yeah yeah, yeah. and caleb mm-hmm. was like this isn't a bad time to end let's, yeah let's yeah. Let's, let's, t- let's take yeah. a break and let's relax and well, let's enjoy when you look at the mileage Compared to what spinistry events normally offer a 100K or, yeah. or whatever, you look at that mileage and you go, that's not a lot of miles to drive down there. But what people don't realize is you're stopping every three or four miles to take a photo or yeah. to look at something that you've never seen before. Yeah. It's going to take you yeah. not all day, not sun up yeah, to yeah, sun yeah. down, but it's the experience takes time to enjoy sure. just like grinding out those miles and those are hard miles yeah like it doesn't look like on paper that you're climbing a lot but yeah. climbing up christmas mountain going in reverse i was telling those guys yeah the reverse of this it wasn't the, it wasn't like last year's was easy it was yeah. not easy it, right. was, it was difficult right. in its own way but this year was significantly tougher just because of that first day and of, there's no, of making those climbs there was very few easy miles out there even some of the downhills you know we were going through kind of thick stuff mm-hmm. you'd have to pedal you know oh yeah downhill pedaling yeah. through three inches of kitty litter yeah. is is, Tid- is working titty glitter i think <laughs> so, is what you mean yeah, can we say <laughs> i didn't know if we could say titty glitter you oh, can yeah. say whatever titty you want glitter. to 
I only edit Brad. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the right. son of a gun. I'm and, live without a net. And then um, I have to say that I, I realized that in the moment, and um, now that we're out of Brewster County, we can talk about it better. But when you said the don't use route has that piece that I haven't really vetted, you can go check it out. I, I realized that in that moment, that was basically you going, I know you're going to go do it anyway, so just go do it. <laughs> and so when we got to that point and it was what the situation was and these other three guys were like, mm, Kevin's going to be mad. We're turning around. And Garrett goes, this is the course. This is the way I'm going. And I was and I was basically, hold up, hold up. And I go, well, I'm not going to let you go it alone, you know. Thank you. And, yeah. And so I was like, I'm with you. And I said, plus, this is the spirit of the adventure. And that's when – like it got into my wheelhouse because I like that. I like the, well, fuck it. Let's just go. Let's see, you know? And we had the course. We just had to try to stay on the course. But it was, that was probably one of my highlights, you know? So, and then it worked out. This is the thing that we didn't tell you is even all the pushing and walking and going over stuff. Um, we still, we popped out. And I literally had just sat down to get all the titty glitter out of my shoes. And these guys came up from the connecting. I mean, it was like the perfect timing. And I don't know if you guys were hammering. No, or no, we were, we were, we were uh, going at it easy. And we were actually trying to look over the brush to mm -hmm. spot Garrett's orange helmet. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that we did that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, he was the only well, one that we had went, a high-vis helmet. We went around yeah. that same peak or whatever it was yeah. you guys went this way and you were all gravel road and we went this way and it was all unimproved shut down you know yeah. what used to be a gravel we were all order. looking over yeah. to our right as we were riding yeah and then well, kevin goes well shit there they are right Dunahoo, not lee yeah said well shit there they are. i mean we were riding in your direction you were in eye view yeah but we were looking in the other direction oh really we were looking we kept looking to where you guys were coming from thinking yeah there's they, no way they got through it that they'd fast. be further yeah. back yeah yeah gotcha yeah. Well, we we didn't stop for anything. We took yeah. we stopped and took a couple of pictures, but that's yeah. and that's it. But it was it was cool. I mean, I I don't know. Like you said, everything out there is a private road, right? So it said private, but well, you know. all right. So for 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 folks that might be listening and going, hey, I'll go out and do that. I'm I'm not dissuading you. I, I, yeah. Just to try to paint the picture of of how it works. It is. It is private property. It is private roads. If you're an owner, you have authorization to utilize all the open roads. But there are truly private roads that just are parts of properties. Yeah. Basically, if there's a gate, mm -hmm. particularly if it's a locked gate, mm -hmm. it's a no go. It's yeah. A, it's, it's a no go. Yeah. If if it's a th road that goes through, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Now we have permission from uh owners on the ranch themselves and Terlingo ranch lodge to mm -hmm. utilize those roads mm -hmm. uh for our weekend how uh, hard was that to get i mean how did you even find all the appropriate people to sign off and when you found them was it like hey i want to ride through here and they were like okay or was it like mm. i mean the the it's because a lot of people don't think about the legwork that goes into 
putting something like this together and it's i mean it's there's there's a simple approach and there's a less simple approach and then there's a no approach yeah uh so the simple approach is so there's a lot of airbnb and hip camp Mm -hmm. rentals on those properties terlingua ranch lodge Mm -hmm. rents the cabins and they rent the camping spots that we used basically if you rent at terlingua ranch lodge proper Mm -hmm. you have permission which was a cool little oasis yeah i want to talk about that specifically because i'm i'm a huge fan of the lodge i mean i'm a huge fan of everything out there but uh, the, the lodge is really neat uh, and when I say lodge, that's a very generous term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. This I is explained not, that to my wife last night. It's like, not mm-hmm. lodge in the sense that we're is, used to saying lodge. This yeah. is not a luxury resort by yeah. any stretch. Of the, but yeah, it's a very cool resort. It is. I was astounded that they had a swimming pool. They had like a big... Mm-hmm. Did you see the swimming yeah, pool? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Huh. I was like, hmm. And <laughs> the, the Bad Rabbit Cafe is a nice little oasis mm-hmm. uh but it it is subject to the whims of the employment pool down in the area yeah yeah you uh, could tell that they like kind of didn't give many shits but so i mean sometimes they've got a great crew down there and it's amazing sometimes they well they, I, I was talking to the ladies because i had to go i went down to the store the store was already closed because i wanted to get the shirt mm-hmm. and i went back because i i said well, you told me that they didn't close until 7, but it clearly says on the door that they close at 5. And so I went back to the cafe, and I go, you said you have some shirts up here. Do you have any that I can see? Can I buy a shirt from you? And the the lady that was kind of seemed like the manager of the Bad Rabbit Cafe, she goes, if you, if you just pay for a shirt here, I'll walk you down and get you one and let you get one. And I was like, cool. And I go, so we started talking about their seasons and they're just now coming it's, into it's, season. They're about to start. Season. So it's, I, I took it that it's very seasonal. Extremely. And, and so like when, when they're running on a skeleton crew, I'm sure it's like, they really don't give a shit, you know, because they're, they're almost like burdened by you even being there. But when it's high season, then everybody's kind of in pace, you know, and they're fully staffed or whatever fully staffed looks like. So, but they were, everybody was super nice. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So, it was cool. So, yeah. So, between u- utilizing the ranch, mm-hmm. uh, Jackass Flats, mm-hmm. and Pam. Are you saying Pam? Pam? Is that two, in, in, two in, N's? In, Pam. 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 Uh, the owner of the Little Borough store. Um, was she the one with the bangs? The taller chick? Was that Pam that was at the... No. Uh, who, no. Was, who was the girl? She just works there. Oh, the, the girl that oh, was out, out at that arena that you thought was serving margaritas? That wasn't no. Pam? Okay. What was Pam happy with us? Pam, uh, Pam is a fan. Yeah. Pam. Cool. The fact that you said she's giving you tips and scouting locations. How cool is that? Yeah. She's like saying, hey, go check this out. I got something cool I want to show you. That is cool. And it was extremely cool. It okay. will be incorporated into next okay. year's. Oh, very cool. Uh, I love that camping spot back there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy in, easy out. Um, oh, yeah. Plenty of room. Yeah. And I love how we rode straight out of the campground. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. But, I wasn't a fan of my friend that came back with me. Mm. Yeah, yeah friend. Tell, tell, uh, tell so Kevin this. Get back to Brad's house. We were unloading. The fact that we unloaded gear mm-hmm. and this guy still made mm-hmm. it back. Uh, I, had, I had dropped my laundry and my camp shoes in the laundry room. And I was kind of going through my gear boxes and situating stuff in the garage. And I could hear my wife saying, no, no, no. Get back, get back, get back. And I kind of looked my head into the house. And my dog was playing around with 
I couldn't tell because it was a little dark. It looked like a, I thought, oh, she's messing with a wolf spider. Yeah. And I looked down, and it was a scorpion. What is that? Is that three and a half inches? I would call that four. Is it almost Man, four inches? I would call that six. Actually, I would call it, I'd call that nine. <laughs> My wife would call it an inch and a half. I know. <laughs> it's, it's uh, what's probably, the, what's it's, the curve on this test? It's, it's probably three inches, legit. It yeah. was. It was put, to put it into perspective. It was the same kind of. Was um, it? Was it black? It was not an emperor. No. It okay. was the little. I think it was a wood, called a wood scorpion. Yeah. Uh, it's the. It's the same one. Funny enough, it's the same scorpion that uh, that Logan Hoyt picked yeah. up off the ground on our trail work day. Yeah. Pulled the pincher off the and stinger. ate it. I mean, the, the, the stinger, stinger pulled yeah. the pincher off and yeah. ate it, but it was much longer. And the fact that it it had to have come out of my shoe because I threw my mm. camp shoes, mm. which meant it jumped in there last night. And next to my tent, I had my tennis shoes, mm-hmm. and I had my camp slip-ons. And wow. no, nine times out of ten, when I get up in the morning, I put my slip-ons on. But because we were getting up to leave, mm-hmm. I put my tennis shoes on. I would have put my foot in that shoe. I tell you what, I was diligent. I got up so uh, Thursday night and Friday night, and maybe even Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night, too. Maybe once Saturday night. But those three nights, I didn't get up to pee one time during the night. Sunday night, I must have got up to pee four or five times, and I kept my my house shoes right outside on under the vestibule of that little tent. And I was that was the one thing I was adamant about is I would wake up and I would take my shoes and right. shake yeah. them out, right. hit I them together. My on that. Yeah, because I, I kept thinking, man, I don't want to stick my foot in here and there be a critter in here because not only will it maybe hurt me, but I'll probably hurt myself freaking out in the dark, you know. But that is crazy that it made it all the way home. That's know? why you keep a Gatorade bottle in your camp no, kit. I can't do that. Yeah, you can. I know I can't. No. I'd rather just get outside. Mm, it's too cold. No. no, it wasn't. Sunday night, it was gorgeous. See, when if you do that, then you miss the re-entry of the Soviet junks, Soviet space junk. Is that when it happens? At 3 a.m.? 4 a.m. Oh. 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Rich and I were camping out there. Back in that northeast corner of what you all routed mm-hmm. a few years back, and uh, got up at 4 a.m. to take a leak, and there's just this huge fireball going. Oh, we saw we one. We did get to see the meteor shower. No, we we saw what must have been something similar that night. You went to bed. You had just gone to bed, and we were sitting out watching, and there was a I want to say shooting star, but it, it had to be something beyond that is that you guys saying you could see it breaking up yeah in the atmosphere you you saw it come across and it's it was four times longer than any shooting star i've ever Mm -hmm. seen it lasted to the point where i wasn't looking and everybody went whoa and i looked up and i saw like the second half of it and then it did this little at the end and it was it was wild we are actually near peak for the torrid meteor Mm -hmm. shower Mm -hmm. right now and uh if I, I highly recommend to anyone. Uh, there's a I watched it last night. It's what I fell asleep to. There's a there's a YouTube show out there called The Y Files where they yeah. talk about mm, yeah some stuff. I, I watch his, a lot of that stuff. It's his most recent one goes talks about go go Blackie go Blackie Tepe or whatever yeah. it is yeah. and the Torrid. I started watching that. It's re, it's yeah. a really good one. So. Yeah absorb that yeah. yeah i saw something for the first time i'd never seen it uh, a moonrise 
Yeah. That was really cool. We, we'd got our camp gear set out on Thursday night mm-hmm. at everything. Like we were sitting in our camp chairs. And we're like, okay, this is like dark sky registered area. Yeah. And we were looking up. And I was like, why is it so bright behind that peak? And, we, and behind the peak, behind. Um, Nine Point Mesa. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It or, looked like uh, light pollution. Yeah. Like, I was like, like well, what, what town like, is over it's there? It's not Marathon. Marathon's too far away. It's yeah. certainly not Alpine. We couldn't figure out where all this light was coming from. And it. And then now that I think about now that I go back and think, it yeah. kept getting brighter and brighter. And yeah. we're like, we can't see what we're supposed to see. Well, we thought and our then, eyes were adjusting better and better. Yeah. And so this bright was getting brighter, just like the stars start to seem like they're getting brighter, yeah. although the stars were diminishing. And we were, at that point, we're like, okay, we're done. We drove all day. We hiked. We're going to bed. Kevin Dunahoo went and got in his tent. I was walking towards my tent. And then all of a sudden, yeah. out of the top of that mesa, the that it was the moon that was coming over the horizon. Yeah. And to see the moon rise from behind uh, a mountain was yeah. insane. It you at that point, as soon as it came across the mesa, you could s- clearly see the desert floor. We, I'm about to say, yeah. and then it just lit up the whole I desert. Could read, right? I could read the logo on the side of my tent, and yeah. that was a half moon, right? Maybe it was not, not even a, a, not it, even a half moon. It was a little bit. No, the, it was a little bit more. Than I think it was. Was yeah. a little yeah. more. Okay, but it wasn't a full moon. I was just no, letting no, people no. listen. The, no, it definitely wasn't. The fact wasn't. that it wasn't a full moon, and we. It was as bright as that. I can't imagine how a full moon, we could yeah. have ridden half the yeah. route at night yeah. without any lights. Yeah, when I when I moved back from San Francisco, drove through the Mojave uh, on a full moon, I literally turned off my headlights for about yeah. 50 miles and just drove because you could see everything and there was nobody on the road yeah so i when you get into those dark areas like that full moon is well you don't know that you might have passed somebody else that had their headlights off because they were doing the same thing (laughs) well it was a two-lane road so (laughs) i don't think i passed them uh we didn't see as many variation in bikes from last year i think because there's a lot of people that did it for the first time myself included Mm -hmm. but there were there seemed to be two distinct categories in bikes yeah, that's what one what of the things I was going to talk about. How did about. you feel about your your? And, yeah. and then I'll talk about mine. Well, you know me. I mean, I love my Fargo is my go-to bike. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very comfortable on technical stuff on a drop bar bike. Um, I do run much bigger tires than a lot of people. I run a two six up front. I run a two three five out back. Um, but that's my go-to bike packing long haul gravel do everything i mean i love it on single track i love it on gravel roads uh, i'm not the fastest guy but i'm comfortable yeah um i, I but that was one of the things i was going to bring up because it was almost a split between flat bars and uh, yeah, i think it's pretty bars. even yeah yeah the only thing i did two things different i i don't remember what gearing i used last year on my front ring but i did put I put a 34 on the mm-hmm. front so it's 34 40 are you running a 42 outback? I yeah, think it's 40, a 42. It's a 42, which yeah. was still tough. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was, a, it, I, I felt it. Uh, I had a 34 I'd get with behind a Dunahoo, I'd get behind Dunahoo, and he's he's spinning at about 70, 80 RPMs up these climbs, and I feel like I'm at like 50. Yeah. So, so I, I would, uh, 28s aren't the route to go on this one, then, or the tire to go with. Oh, no. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. You, you're, and that, and that, so that the other thing that I did change, mm-hmm. uh, last year I was on Terraville. Um, Torino Drives? No, that's Vittoria. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, I was on a Terraville 29. Yeah. But I, I, I can't remember which one. It was not I can't the, not the Rutland and not the Cannonball. No. Uh, Sparwood. Sparwood, Sparwood. Yeah, yeah, Sparwood. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Come uh, not, not assuredly. Okay, let's get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> uh, the the tread pattern on that was I, I I wanted something a little aggressive, so I went yeah. back and put the the two two five mezcals. Yeah. Yes, mezcals are great. I was tire. on the, uh, I was using skin walls. Yes, I finally had a sidewall puncture. Finally. I've never had a sidewall puncture on a skin wall. Uh, on a twenty nine er. Yes, I had it at rule of three, but that was on a uh, that was on a gravel tire. Was that a gum wall? It, skin wall. Skin wall, gum and, wall, and what about what about um, the North Shore race where you had two brand new skin wall tires? Yes, that did happen. One yeah, time. Mm-hmm. but that was on so a single are, speed, so again, different. These are, <laughs> well, single speed shouldn't have its own category. But here, here's the thing. Uh, so I did get a puncture. <laughs> I got a, I got a so on the uh, sidewall. On the sidewall. On the sidewall. What 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 caused the puncture? Did you see? Uh, no, it was probably going, it was bombing those hills too yeah. fast. That's a hundred percent what happened. So this was my question and I meant to ask you in real time or even lean uh, afterwards. Was, do you think it was pressure related? No, I felt because, my pressure was great. Yeah, but that was, that was the day that you woke up and your tire was flat, right? Uh, it was very low. It was very flat, low. Yeah. And then you aired it up yeah. and it stands to reason that you were losing pressure and it was lower pressure, and that's why you got that. I did, but I did do a check through that yeah. morning to look to make sure I had nothing sure. in the sidewalls. It sure, was sure. definitely going down. But I'm saying, if you wake up and it's and it's almost flat, that stands a reason that you're losing yeah. pressure. Yeah. So I was thinking that you probably lost pressure and you were below ideal pressure, and that's why you cut. Because I tend to run mine, especially on stuff like that. I run a little bit heavier pressure than I normally would if we're going to hit a bunch of trail and stuff, yeah. you know, but yeah. I was just curious about that. I think, uh, so if you're going to go out and do it, drop bar, flat bar, that's, that's your decision. That's personal preference. Yeah. It's, it's I think, I think, I think there's definitely pros and cons to both. Yeah. Is there um, an arrow advantage? Yeah. I would have put, I would have put, uh, I would have put arrow bars on my bike if I was going to do it again, I think. Yeah. There were a couple of, there were, there were times, uh, that I was able to to puppy paw yeah down I, I did the same some thing. of those just, really smooth just just to also yeah. just to get some relief off your hands just from going yeah, over yeah, the yeah, washboards there wrist. are some washboards yeah um, uh, and then because um, y'all working out your hands and wrists yeah, yeah my hands I, I did get a little bit of fatigue in my shoulders and and, yeah. and my um, yeah my I elbows would, but um, I would go arrow bars I think I think next I, time. and I think I'm pretty sure I had them last year yeah and, and I stayed in them a, a little bit I um, seem to recall you would, that as well. yeah you would probably only use them you know 15 20 yeah. percent of the time but well but, but you when would be there. using comfort sticks not arrow bars yeah, 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 yeah. There's, hey. you're, you're there to get some relief not yeah, yeah, necessarily yeah. that for, little bit of rest yeah. it's like that yeah. tr- that stretch of pavement rest but it's like yeah. you throw something like that in yeah. the mix yeah and not only not only just from a back standpoint it 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 somehow your legs you're using a little bit different muscles it's yeah. like standing versus sitting you yeah. know the, um, day two coming off the mesa there's what four and a half five miles of almost downhill yeah. very well groomed so much fun. gravel and i i stayed uh puppy pod quite a bit going yeah. down there just to, even coasting just getting a what, was that a, the section that you guys were well ahead of us this is right after i had my puncture okay yeah um there was one section where i just felt good and just pinned it for miles and yeah. was and was doing like 20 miles an hour yeah. i mean i just kept looking down going i'm riding 20 you know yeah. it's just oh can we talk awesome. about top speed i broke my top, i broke my land speed record this week so stoked for you we were we were uh i, I knew that um that had to be the pavement is right? it day one pavement was that day yeah. one or two day one the day one pavement yeah section it's like five and a half miles going down mm-hmm. 118 mm-hmm. yeah uh, i knew it 
Yeah. It was going so fast I couldn't look down at my Garmin to, to see what it was. <laughs> and I got 43.3. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. On a cutthroat. On a 29. Yeah. <laughs> I think I I think I got forty one seven. Yeah. Um but like I said, that's a two six up front, two three five yeah. out back. I was coming down that hill so fast that I could not make uh Don uh Drabkus was in front of me off to the right of the shoulder because they bypassed it too, and he couldn't tell if I was gonna slow down and make the turn mm-hmm. or if I was gonna keep going. So he was like kinda in the road and, mm-hmm. I, and I, I actually yelled at him. I was like, I'm coming down, I'm coming through, like I'm not making that turn. <laughs> I, totally, I had to bleed off speed and turn around. I mean that I, I totally overshot it because yeah. I didn't even know that was the turn. Yeah. I was looking ahead because I was like, shit, we gotta climb. Navigation again. was the last thing on my mind. It yes. was holding on yeah. and yeah. just man. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't mad at it because I all I did was use my momentum to start up the hill, and I started gearing down to climb. Yeah, and then it was that point that I looked down at my nav, and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> turn was back there." So I just yeah. coasted back down. Yeah, but that was that was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> I just it's hard to explain it to someone until you do it. I you, I had you can no yeah, and no. that and that was. The, the feeling that I feel right now, I understand why last year you were like, hey, dighead, next year, don't care what you're doing, don't schedule anything yeah. for this, you're coming and doing this yeah. with me. Yeah. Which leads me to the next point is go Rangers. I'm yeah. so glad the Rangers oh, won in five. Go. I know. Because this guy, the same guy that told me you have to go do this with me next year. The guy in his Rangers cap. Yes. Yeah. He, he, at the... The 11th hour said, hey, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, Caleb. Oh, yeah, I got you, buddy. Um, Pour some coffee. He said, uh, man, I don't know if I'm going to go because the Rangers are in the World Series, and I don't know when that's going to happen again, and I don't want to miss it. I was like, God dang it. And so – I was confident it would be over in five. I'm pretty sure I told both of y'all. Yeah, that. you did. I, I emailed you, and I said, look, man, here's I said the, deal. the same I thing. I don't want my money back. I, 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 this is my – crazy uh yeah. thing to get myself into and he even said he goes you're not crazy they're gonna win in five yeah and i you know i did i just so i, was pull- I had a feeling too but i was uh, pulling for the rangers irregardless right irregardless. But, <laughs> but i was so <laughs> pumped i was so pumped on multiple levels when they won in five yeah. i mean yeah. because it, it obviously they wrapped it up it's done we can relax but also yeah. i immediately knew my boys come in their lingua on the third out when spores when spores got the third out the three things i did I hugged and kissed my wife mm-hmm. and cried with her mm-hmm. facetimed my dad mm-hmm. cried with him and then texted brad and said i'll see you guys in the morning <laughs> i think you said i'll see you dickheads in the morning <laughs> <laughs> i don't even think i made a complete sentence to be honest i, I my eyes I'm were too sure you my eyes were too wet but yeah I mean, but that's how baseball go that's the way baseball go that's the way to baseball go man that was a great great run my uh my little throwback moment from all that you know so i was already down there uh for Mm -hmm. game five i was hoping i'd be able to find a tv to watch it on didn't work out that way so it ended up doing the radio thing and good god i love listening to baseball on the radio oh isn't it great and how can you not love eric nadell yeah i mean he's he's a legend oh it's a totally different um intellect level to call baseball without a visual yeah yes um yes. because the the thing that i notice when i listen to baseball versus watching baseball is there's I, I like the way they're like okay we got runners on the corner two outs 
uh, the counts three two. Here comes the pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get the visual because they paint the picture so well. It's like a good storyteller. You well, know? I, there are a few. And I know is this a is this a bicycle or a sports? Just keep going. It's it's shiftless. <laughs> yeah. So this is what we do. I I there are a few national broadcast guys that I do like. I'm yeah. a, I'm one of the weirdos that actually likes Joe Buck. Yeah, I, I know that, that John Smoltz is awful. We've lost half oh. our crowd right now. Okay. Uh, no, well, I'm I, <laughs> okay. I'm I'm, I'm going to do a quick rebuttal on that. Okay. And then we'll go back. We'll go back to so talking bikes. I I enjoy listening to the local guys, and I I will. I listen and watch baseball while I work. I put it yeah. on my iPad, and I don't care what game it is. I just like to have it on. And I really appreciate listening to the local guys because you get more information specifically to the team that you're interested right. in. Not necessarily that I'm looking for a biased opinion. Sure. Um, but but when I listen to the local radio broadcast as opposed yeah. to the national yeah. Fox Sports game, yeah. or, uh, the, the, the World Series broadcast where they bring in two guys that have not called a single Ranger game right. in right. their right. life. Right. 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 I like listening to the guys because they remind me of stats that they're specifically talking to about the Rangers. So I tried to sync up my TV and the radio at the same time, and, and it's that, almost that, impossible. It's to almost do impossible days. to do now. Back in the cable days when you were hardwired, you could do it, but when the, or over the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if you turn on the game, if Brad turns on the game. 35 seconds after I turn on the game, yeah. he actually could end up being three minutes behind because yeah. it, it depends on how his yeah, cause my mom, how his commercials are loaded up on my, my mom is a huge baseball fan. And so we're constantly texting during games mm-hmm. throughout the course of the year. And inevitably, I'll be 45 seconds behind Offset. her or something. And I'm like, oh, quit telling me because you're spoiling. Because it, it sucks when you yeah. say yeah. – when when I watch somebody and I'm like, oh, this could be Garcia hitting Homer, and she's like, full count, what's gonna happen? And yeah. she's like, ah, oh, shit, too bad uh, Garcia struck yeah. out. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm I'm gonna do my rebuttal on the Smoltzy thing now, and may, hey, maybe it's because I'm 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 a Smoltz era Braves fan, uh, and maybe that comes into play on it. Uh, but while I was listening to the game on the radio, that was the one thing I was noticing I was missing was his setup for each pitch. I love it. That I did part like is that fantastic. Part. I loved it. But when he starts inserting when When he starts getting editorializing yes, about yes, the teams yes. that, that he obviously doesn't really know. I'll I'll backpedal and go I don't he's not awful. I don't he, he still hasn't quite That's figured a glowing out. Review. <laughs> he hasn't quite figured out how to call a game unbiasedly, but yeah. his his unique perspective of the game being one of the greatest pitchers of all time and saying, okay, this is going to be a splitter yeah. high, or this is going to be a two scene. And, uh, and, and here's was, why. And I'm going, oh man, I've never thought. I've, you know. I've yeah. never, I've never listened to an announcer that called every pitch like that in the whys and the wherefores. Or he was two inches off of what he was trying to do there. That was the right pitch, but the location mm-hmm. was off. Yeah, yeah. That was absolutely fascinating to me. I had never experienced that level because I've, I mean, I've never been a pitcher, so I. Been a catcher. You geeks should start a <laughs> sports cast podcast. Baseballist, baseballist, pitchless, pitchless. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. Let's talk I mean, about bikes. Bicycles are sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I go Rangers. I oh, can't. Man. I can't wait to go back next year. I I don't care how many spots there are. There's one less because I'll be there. 